Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns, and I'm your host to talk about some emotional intelligence and some mindfulness and some all great uh, information about these things and, and the benefits that you can derive from them. But most importantly, what we talk about here is practice, specific practices that you can do uh, just about anywhere, anytime you need to do them, and uh, and they will develop these qualities of mindfulness and emotional intelligence, and you will reap the benefits that we talk about <laughs> in, as a result. So um, today I wanted to talk a little bit more about self-awareness. I want to take the topic a little deeper. Now, obviously self-awareness is something that we talk about a lot here, uh, and that makes perfect sense because self-awareness is pretty much out of the five uh domains of emotional intelligence, which I talked about just the other day, uh, self-awareness is the one that sort of gives rise to the rest of them, right? So like without self-awareness, we don't have the ability for self-regulation and we don't have the ability for um, for empathy. We don't have the uh, ability for motivation. We don't have the ability for uh, social uh, skills, right? So, you know, it, it kind of, I mean, some of those things can happen on their own, obviously, uh, but if you're going to do it in an intentional way, in in the terms of what um, what emotional intelligence speaks to, then self awareness is the first step, right? Because if you can't see, uh, you know, with clarity and and vividness what's going on inside of you uh, emotionally, then um, then you know those other things are just going to be much harder to sort of uh, grasp, if you will. So um, and, and let's start there because you know a lot of times we think that self awareness means just that, like just to be aware of. Of yourself, right? And of course, that's the word. So why wouldn't you think that? So, um, but it goes a little further than that, right? So, so self-awareness to most people think, you know, means, you know, okay, I'm aware of what's happening in my body. I'm, a, I'm aware of where my body is in space. I'm aware of, you know, of, of how I'm holding myself, of my body language, of, you know, my nonverbal communications and stuff like that. And that's all very, very much part of it. Okay. I'm not saying that any of that is wrong. However, I am I'm saying that maybe that's not complete. Um, as you know, I like to talk about, uh, you know, Daniel Goleman. I was about to say my old pal, Daniel Goleman, because I feel like I know the guy. <laughs> I, I read so much of his work and I watch so many of his videos and, and I just, I, I devour it as much as I can. And it almost feels like we're old friends, but he doesn't know me. So, <laughs> so we're not really old friends, but, um, he's very brilliant and I respect him as though he were my old friend. <laughs> and, um, so, so he, you know, you know, because he's the author of emotional intelligence, uh, how, how it can mean more than IQ, um, you know, he is obviously very, very much an authority on emotional intelligence. And so therefore he talks about self-awareness a lot as well, because again, self-awareness is sort of that gateway to the rest of, you know, of what emotional intelligence is all about. Okay. It all starts with self-awareness. And so he has a definition of self-awareness that is a little bit more uh, rounded and holistic, if you will, um, as opposed to just sort of being aware of, you know, yourself on an emotional or physical level. So um, so he defines self-awareness as, quote, knowing one's internal states, preferences, resources, and intuitions, okay? Um, and so I'm going to repeat that for you, okay? Self-awareness is knowing one's internal states, 
preferences, resources, resources and intuitions. Okay, so so really, you know, as I was saying a minute ago, most people's definition of of self awareness stops at at that first little phrase, right? Knowing one's internal states, right? Like that's mostly what we consider, you know, when we consider self awareness, right? But when we tie into it the preferences, resources, and intuitions, it really broadens the understanding quite a bit um, with regards to to what this this means to be self-aware, okay? Because, you know, it's not just a matter of, you know, of sort of vividly seeing what's going on. It's, it's, seeing it in that way, but in the context of, you know, our intuitions, our preferences, our tendencies, if you will, uh, and our resources, right? So, you know, so, so in other words, you know, seeing our emotional, um, you know, response in ourselves, right? But, but vis-a-vis the, the preferences, which would be our tendencies, you know, our resources, which is like, you know, like what we have to work with, right? And, and our intuitions, which is going to be that, you know, ingrained subconscious, um, you know, tendency that we have, right? And so, so when we can look at it in the context of those, you know, qualities, right, we can start to understand that self-awareness is not just about seeing the emotions, but also understanding ourselves, like, you know, understanding the self, as it were, okay, um, which, is, which is really important, okay, because, you know, the the you know the idea of just seeing you know like okay i'm i'm angry right now i feel the anger in my body that's great and that's awesome to feel that right but but when we can incorporate it into you know the the uh resources the intuitions and the preferences then we can understand why we're getting angry, like what, you know, and once we can understand why we're getting angry, then we can understand what it is that triggered that anger. And once we can understand what it is that triggered that anger, then we can make adjustments in our lives or in the, you know, just the momentary circumstance in order to, to sort of, you know, get out of that, right? To, to get out of its way, to, to prevent this from happening again, right? Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, when we are reactive emotionally, right? Like when we get triggered by something and we become angry, for instance, right? You know, a lot of times the next step is to act upon that anger. And almost every time we act upon anger, you know, especially in a reactive uh, sense, which is immediate and not thought through. Um, but, but you know, when we do that, we, we oftentimes almost always wind up doing something or saying something which is detrimental to our lives especially at work okay and um, and a lot of times it's it's more subtle than you know just screaming at someone right like it's very rare to to have a screaming match in your office right but it's not rare at all for for you know certain words to be used or or certain gestures to be you know incorporated in the communication which leaves the other party you know walking away being like wow why was art such a jerk to me today i can't believe he did that and that person might not tell me that 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 she or he felt like I was being a jerk to them, they, they might just kind of, you know, just live, you know, just move on with the sort of, you know, 
now with a filter in front of them that that every time Art speaks to them, okay, Art's a jerk and he's saying something to me. I wonder what Art's saying now, being such a jerk, you know. And so and so this way, you know, even the the little things that happen, which are not you know sort of strong enough to 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 you know require a reconciliation process, you know, but even when they're very subtle, they can then undermine our success in the long run. And as we talk about, you know, as I mentioned uh, in most of the, uh, the pre, you know, intros to this podcast, but I don't think I mentioned it today, um, you know, we, we're talking, you know, this is the Mindful Manager podcast, right? So we're talking about things that happen at work, right? And so, and so that's why I'm bringing this up, that I, I want you to understand that, that self-awareness is a is a really crucial aspect of this ability to to you know to not only just understand that okay I got angry and and this is what I did and this is how I did it and this is what I said and this is how I said it and you know whether you're remorseful or not remorseful or or you somehow make amends for it or you don't make amends for it you know now that's all very very valuable and even in that case where I was saying like if I use the the wrong words with someone you know a, a strong sense of self awareness will let me under understand that I used those words and then give me the, you know, even if it's subtle enough that the other person didn't, you know, confront me about it, I can then seek that person out to, you know, preemptively or proactively, um, you know, sort of, you know, you know, reconcile over it, like, like, let the person know, like, hey, you know, in that conversation we had yesterday, the, I felt like my choice of words was was not correct, you know, and, um, and so, so understanding this is really, really key to this, because if I can understand what it is about that conversation that triggered me, and, and why it is that that happened, and, and, and given an honest view of, of my tendencies, my intuitions, and my resources, right, like, understand, that okay yeah she was talking about this you know billing problem and billing is always something that makes me very nervous and so you know so so now you know not only can I now you know reconcile whatever I did but moving forward I can know that okay anytime billing issues come up I need to be very very careful I need to really you know get into my self-awareness and really understand you know how I am likely to react okay because this is my self-awareness right? I am aware of myself because myself is more than just what's happening to me emotionally right here, right now. Myself includes all the things that I've lived through up until this moment, which guide my actions. Okay. Remember emotional intelligence. The definition of it is to, is to understand one's own, um, you know, emotions and, or inner emotions and, and another's, you know, and the emotions of another and to use that information to guide one's actions. Okay. So that's the key here, right? Like we're talking about how we can, you know, not just to understand like, oh man, I really got angry, which again, it's really, really helpful to, to have that level of self-awareness, right? Because oftentimes we get angry and we don't even realize that we're angry, right? Like, like we're just, you know, our, our chest tightens up and we don't notice it because we're, we're too much in the, uh, you know, sort of in the moment. And, and then, you know, and it's only afterward that we realize that, gosh, I, I must've been really 
really angry during that, you know, situation and, and then you can investigate and everything, right? But and so that's that is really, really important to, to have that level of self awareness, right? But when we can go deeper on that and we can really s- sort of put it in again into the context of our preferences, our um resources and our intuitions, then we're we're you know, then we're cooking with gas, right? Because now we can, you know, get more of a three hundred and sixty degree view of of where it's all coming from and where it's likely to go and why this happens and and all of these great 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 uh, amounts of of information right and again information is key here because information is what you know is what educates us you know as to you know the reality of what's going on and allows us to to make a different course of action as we go forward right um so, um, so, so, you know, one of the reasons why I say that self-awareness is the, uh, the key domain of emotional intelligence that enables all the others, right, is that because self-awareness, you know, you know, what we're doing when we practice self-awareness is we're, we're engaging the neocortex in the process of emotion, Okay, so so the neocortex is the, you know, if you close your eyes and you, you picture the brain, right, that, you know, the thing that every, you know, nine people out of 10 are going to think about is the neocortex, right? It's that wrinkly, you know, big, like if you look at the, uh, if you're typing on your, on your iPhone and you type the word brain, <laughs> the picture that comes up as a suggested emoji, that's the neocortex, okay? It's that wrinkly part on the very top of our brain which is um which which is actually what separates us from the rest of the animal kingdom right like like that is the thing the the neocortex is our executive uh brain right the the thinking brain and that is the reason why we you know build houses to live in we um we learn to fly airplanes we put a man on the moon you know all these things these are you know these are the products of the, um, the of the neocortex right you know versus the limbic area of the brain, which is beneath the neocortex and is, and is only, you know, really involved with emotions, right? And so, and that's kind of what happens with the emotional process, right? Is that, you know, the limbic area is known as the emotional seat of the brain, right? And, and in the limbic area, there's a lot of different nodes that are attached very closely to your body, you know, which is where your emotions live, right? So, so you can almost picture it as being like a closed loop between your, your limbic area and your body, you know, where all this information is shared, right? And, and going back and forth. But the problem is that that all happens on a very uh, subconscious level, right? Because everything that happens in your limbic area is by definition subconscious and by definition of subconscious it is automatic which you know by definition of automatic means that it's not being thought about right it's not something that you're actively you know considering and thinking about as you're going through your life right and so when we can practice self-awareness right what we do is we we then open up that loop to include our thinking brain right and when we're including our thinking brain then we're capable of so much more than just simply noticing it, right? And so that's what I'm talking about here is that, you know, we're able to sort of, um, you know, use the thinking brain to, to derive the information from this emotional, um, you know, uh, process that, that we go through all the time, right? And so, 
And so, you know, so, so what happens then is that not only can we learn from it, but we can also then control it more effectively, right? So like, like for instance, um, you know, instead of just realizing that you were, you got angry and noticing it like in awareness, right? Like, again, that's the, the connotation of the word awareness is just simply to be aware of it, right? Like, you know, not necessarily to control it, right? So, but when we can, you know, when we can kind of involve the neocortex in it, then that indicates that we do have a level of control. And so therefore, when the, um, when the anger feeling or whatever emotion you want to talk about, when an emotional feeling comes through and, and we sense it in our bodies, if we can, you know, use our neocortex, then we can stop ourselves from doing something that is going to, you know, negatively impact our lives, whether it's in our family, with our friends, in our work, wherever it is, right? Right. Especially at work, you know, because, again, at work, you know, like like when you're when you're talking about a family member. Right. If if like, for instance, like if if my wife, you know, if I know that she's not feeling well, right, if she has a, a headache or she hasn't gotten to eat enough today, you know, or I know that she didn't sleep enough last night. Right. And I know that the kids are being, you know, however they're being. Right. And, and if she says something to me, you know, that that's like a little off color or a little, you know, like disproportionate to. to to what I feel is, is fair, you know, I can then read into that because she's someone who I know very well and I love. And I also have a vested interest in, in the two of us working things out, right? That, that aspect does not exist with your colleagues at work, right? And that's the key here, right? So, so that's why self-awareness becomes, you know, super important because, um, you know, being able to control this aspect and to be able to like hold yourself from, you know, say, Saying something that you're not going to be able to take back, a bell you're not going to be able to unring becomes really, really important. Okay. And so, um, at this point, I want to point out a couple of really important practices that we've talked about here, um, in this podcast about how to develop, uh, self-awareness. Okay. Um, two really important, uh, two really very, uh, effective practices, uh, are the, the, uh, the body scan, I'm sorry, I just had a little bit of a uh, lack of self-awareness in my own brain, um, but the body scan is one, okay? Um, what we're doing with the body scan is we're, we're searching ourselves, our bodies for, um, you know, for feelings, right? And so, and so becoming more aware of what's going on in our, in our body, you know, automatically makes us more aware of what's going on with our emotions, okay? And now another, you know, sort of a partner to this would be journaling. Okay. Because journaling, what you're doing is, you know, again, in, in, um, in simply, uh, you know, exercising awareness of our body, you know, it kind of falls short, right? Because all you're doing is identifying it, right? But when you're journaling about it and you're, you know, you're just simply writing for five minutes without stopping, you know, about whatever emotions you're feeling, um, you know, then you're, again, you're uh, incorporating or you're employing your neocortex in the, in the process. Because one thing that the neocortex includes, right, which is really, really important here 
is it is where our language resides, right? Like in our limbic area, there's no language. It's only feelings and it's, it's visuals or it's, or it's, you know, um, you know, some people might, you know, get, get visual, uh, prompts about their emotions, but other people just have purely physical reactions to it, right? Like a heat or a vibration or a, or a, you know, what have you, right? But, but when we, when we, kind of elevate our activity into the neocortex above, that's where we can start really understanding and, and, and labeling these, these emotional um, uh, processes and feelings, you know, with words. And that helps us to really, you know, understand it on a deeper level. Okay. And again, not just understanding like, okay, I'm angry now, or maybe I'm not quite angry. Maybe it's more spiteful. You know, that's a very important dis- distinction as well. But beyond that, you know, if we employ our neocortex, we're then practicing the ability to then say, okay, yeah, this is happening. I'm angry about this and and here's why. And, And once we can do that, as I said earlier, then we set ourselves up to be able to actually make different choices moving forward and, and different, you know, and, and to be able to say different things moving forward so that we can avoid this whole mess to begin with. Right. And so, um, so listen, if any of that doesn't make sense, I want to hear from you, okay? Because this is important stuff. Um, and, and I cannot recommend highly enough doing the journaling practice and doing the emotional uh, uh, body scan. Oh, by the way, I mentioned emotional body scan just now because I have a new one that I've developed um, that I'm going to be posting this Wednesday uh, for you uh, in practice Wednesday of, of a particular kind of body scan, okay? The body scan that we've done up till now is mostly to just recognize the feelings, right? And, and to just sort of, you know, just see them as they're happening, right? Um, in our bodies. But, but the, the one that I'm going to do, uh, on Wednesday is going to include a practice that has you, you know, calling to mind something that is, uh, that is positive or negative. And, and in the process of doing that, you're going to, to feel what it feels like in your body as you associate with a specific emotion. Okay. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's going to be really cool. Uh, so make sure you tune in on, on Wednesday and check that out. And, uh, I, I, I still don't know if we can download, uh, from these episodes, but, um, if you, if you can't download and you want copies of any of these meditations, all you got to do is send me an email and I'll shoot them right over to you. Okay. Uh, that email email again is art at artburnscoaching.com and uh if you're if you'd rather get a one-on-one talk going i'd be more than happy to do that there's absolutely no strings attached there's absolutely no cost involved there's absolutely no obligation whatsoever uh but you can book this kind of completely free phone call (laughs) with me by going to my website hitting the uh the free 30 minute consultation button, which is going to be changed. And I just remembered that I meant to do that the other night. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to change it to just a virtual cup of tea. And so, uh, because that's how I like to look at this, like just, you know, there are so no strings attached that it's really just like us sitting down for a cup of tea together. Okay. When you sit down for a cup of tea with someone, you don't expect anything out of them. You don't expect to pay them for anything. You don't expect to, you know, be obligated to do anything. It's just sitting there having having a cup of tea and exchanging some ideas and some views and stuff like that. So, so go to my website, artburnscoaching.com, 
click the the button that either says uh, free 30-minute consultation or uh, book a virtual cup of tea with art here and uh, click that. You're going to go right into my calendar. You can choose a time that works for you. That time will automatically be available for me and we can take it from there. We'll get together. We can either do a video chat so we can look at each other or we can just do a simple phone call. All right. So I would love to hear from you and I would love to share some more of this this good stuff with you uh, in that process. All right. So until then, I just want to tell you thank you uh, for checking me out. And uh, I really appreciate you being there to listen. It gives me inspiration to do these podcasts. And I'm really happy to share all this with you. And, um, And aside from that, last but certainly not least, I wish you well, everybody. All right. Take care. And I'll be back tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye bye.